Good morning, Truth. I am answering a question this morning that was recently submitted. And the question is, can a believer become demon-possessed? Biblical scripture makes it abundantly clear that Christians cannot be demon-possessed. Now, there is a distinct difference between being possessed by a demon and being oppressed or influenced by a demon. The core of our salvation is rooted in Romans 10 and 9 that reads, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The closing four words of that scripture read, You will be saved. Saved from what? The control of Satan. Confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart is an invitation for the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and soul. Satan does not have enough power or authority to invoke an eviction on the Holy Spirit. Demon possession involves a demon having direct, complete control over the thoughts and, or, and the actions of a person. Now, because God does not take away our free will when we extend the invitation inviting the Holy Spirit in, we can be influenced by Satan. Demon oppression or influence involves a demon or demons attacking a person's spirituality and or encouraging him or her into sinful behavior. If you notice that in all the New Testament passages dealing with spiritual warfare, there is no instructions to cast a demon out of a believer. Believers are told to resist the devil. James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Confessing and believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord is step one. Step two of our salvation is continuous and has to do with the continual renewing of our minds and the continual submission of our mind, body, and soul to Christ. Time and time again, as life happens, turmoil and temptations will come and we are charged to choose God's way over the world's way and that is the act of resubmission. Resubmission becomes a sanctified habit through the renewing of our minds, the act of studying the Word of God. Christians are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell in the same space as a demon, just as lightness and darkness cannot occupy the same space. It is unthinkable that God would allow one of his children whom he purchased with his blood and made into a new creation to be possessed and controlled by a demon. Yes, as believers, we wage war with Satan and his demons, but not from within ourselves. The apostle John declares in John 4 and 4, you dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Who is the one in us? The Holy Spirit. Who is the one in the world? Satan and his demons. Therefore, 
The believer has overcome the world of demons and the case for demon possession of a believer is not scripturally sound. Much of the reasoning behind the demonization concept is the personal experience of seeing someone who was definitely a Christian exhibiting evidence of being controlled by a demon. It is crucially important, though, that we do not allow personal experiences to influence our interpretation of Scripture. I don't care how badly and ungodly a Christian may act and how far they have strayed from righteousness. They may be demonically influenced, but not possessed. We must filter our personal experiences through the truth of Scripture. For in the kingdom of God, it is not our opinions or our perspectives that counts, only the words of the king. So seeing someone whom we thought to be a Christian exhibiting the behavior of being demonized should cause us to question the genuineness of his or her faith. It should not cause us to alter our viewpoint on whether a Christian can be demon-possessed. And as believers, it is up to us to not place labels or judgments on the actions and reactions of others, regardless of the situation. There are three things that believers that stand on the outside looking at other believers fall and stumble and stray that we should be doing. Three things. Number one, we are charged to exalt love. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Don't ever take on the persona of being so holy that you think you could never be deceived by Satan. Every lost soul, every backslider could be you. The second thing that believers must do is be prepared to provide wise and biblical counseling. Proverbs 24 and 6 reads, For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in an abundance of counselors there is victory. So while we're sitting around gossiping about how Satan has deceived our brother or sister, Satan is drawing them closer to himself because we are more consumed with judging and being part than being part of a team of counselors seeking to be victorious over the snares of Satan. And the third thing is pray. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 3 says, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. Just to give you a little bit of clarity, the word supplication is synonymous with petition. We are to petition the heavens on behalf of our brothers and sisters. Appeal to God to release more angels to cover, protect, and guide them. And let me tell you this, true intercession will require interruption. You may have to forfeit some time to be in consistent prayer 
for that lost soul. You may have to interrupt some of your fine meals and fast on behalf of your fellow believer when they have lost their way. In closing, know that a believer cannot be demon-possessed, but can certainly be demonically influenced. And the charge to claim victory falls on those whom God gave dominion. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Will you put that in this atmosphere? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Real simple song. I want to teach it to you tonight. The Lord's my light salvation Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light salvation Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you I will I will trust in you. Y'all help me. The Lord is my light. Everybody sing. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? You say it. Whom shall I be afraid? No, no. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? No, Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. Raise your voice. Hey. I will wait on you. Yeah. Say it again. Say. I will trust in you. Yeah. Sing. I will trust in you. The next part goes like this. Listen, I want you to go home singing this. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Come on, you stand. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. The Lord is my salvation. Who shall be? Who shall I fear? Who shall I be?
Trust me. 